Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. As you know, every week we rabble, rouse, and we agitate. We annoy and provoke our bosses. We stand up on tables and hold up some homemade signs. And all of that to bring you the most important information about Wall Street and the world of finance. All at the same time, risking our already fragile employment situation. Hey, speaking of employment, Labor Day is right around the corner or down the street, or whatever analogy you want to use involving travel. It's a happy day on Wall Street. The markets are closed. Yay! Traders can spend an extra day pretending to bond with their families, all the time uh, secretly planning trading strategies on their smartphones while the hot dogs burn on the grill. Mm -hmm. And since we've got Labor Day on our minds, we're taking the opportunity to look at the labor market and how it's organized. (laughs) Yes, as a matter of fact, it is organized. Yep, this is our State of the Union's address. We'll take a look at how union membership has changed in the past several decades, and we'll also look at unions right now. And as always, we'll take our usual tour around Wall Street. We may even go through it. Who knows? Stay tuned. Chatter about interest rate hike continues. Last week, the hype came from Mrs. Big Stuff herself, Janet Yellen. Yeah, she let loose her opinion on whether rate hikes are on the way. And you'll never guess what she said. We're going to look at what she said in detail and what the markets are looking for. For now, though, here's a hint. If you're thinking of refinancing your mortgage... It might be a time to get at it. Okay. Hey, speaking of mortgages, we've got some key housing data last week, and we'll take a closer look at what's going on in that sector, which happens to be one of the hottest parts of the economy this year. And we'll also look ahead to this week, what to expect and what to look out for. Hey, you know, Labor Day is about rest and relaxation. The end of summer is coming, and we're all trying to carve out a little extra time for ourselves. So this is the uh, more time for smoking edition of Offbeat Wall Street. Norma, you got the biggest mouth in this mill. Give us a longer break. Give us more smoking time. Do it. Now shut up. All right, interest rates remain the key topic of conversation on Wall Street. Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen played into rate speculation with a speech late last week. Now, for much of the week, Wall Street was on standby for the Fed chief's remarks, which were delivered to a Fed summit in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yellen's conclusion? The case for another interest rate hike has strengthened recently. I remember the Fed had been talking up a rate hike since early this year. Well, their plan was derailed somewhat by the Brexit vote and by a dismal May jobs report. Since then, the Brexit worry has faded and job performance has been strong for the last couple of months. In making her case, Yellen specifically mentioned recent signs of job market stability. And she also noted that the outlook for economic activity and inflation seem in line with what would be necessary to make a rate hike tolerable. She noted that incoming data could impact the Fed's decision one way or another. A good deal will depend on this week's jobs data. More on that later. For now, though, let's take a look at what the markets are expecting. 
The Fed's rate decision is set to be announced on September 1st. Markets are pricing in about a 30% chance of a rate hike at the meeting, and that's based on trading in the CME's Fed fund futures. That might seem like a low chance, but it is a huge jump for where it was just a few days ago. In the wake of Yellen's comments, the odds jumped from 21%, a 9 percentage point move. Meanwhile, last week, the odds were 18%. So allowing for a little rounding and bad math, which uh, I tend to be great at bad math, that means the odds of a September rate hike have virtually doubled in the past week. Uh, Right? Carry the one? Yeah, that's right. And looking further on, the odds are now better than 50-50 of a rate hike this year. Markets are pricing in about a 60% chance that there will be higher interest rates by the end of 2016. And though it seems like sometimes interest rates aren't the only thing going on in the financial world, the housing market was in focus last week. Yeah, remember that? Two closely watched reports about the industry were released. The results were decidedly mixed for the month. However, the housing market does remain one of the top performers in the current economy. The first of the releases showed an unexpected rise in new home sales. Government data showed that sales of newly built homes jumped about 12.4% in July. Economists had expected that figure to fall for the month. With the advanced new home sales reached their highest annual rate since October 2007. Now, a drop in home prices helped to fuel the surge in sales. The median price of houses sold in July was down more than 5% compared to June, and was also lower than the same period last year. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ledger, sales of previously owned homes dropped more than expected during the month. So-called existing home sales fell 3.2% in July. That's according to figures released by the industry group called the National Association of Realtors. There are reasons not to overreact to the existing home sales report. For one thing, going into the report, economists had expected the rate of home sales to fall. Last month, figures showed that existing home sales were at their highest level since 2007. Now, given that homes were selling at the fastest rate this decade, some moderation was expected. Now, the drop in July was more than expected. In general, though, the rate of existing home sales remains near its highest level since the financial crisis. Also, the reason for the decline was one of those high-class problems. Basically, not enough houses on the market for all the people looking for homes. Also, the steepness of the fall in existing home sales was relatively minor compared to the sharp rise in new home sales. So, for you with glass-is-half-empty types, there's a couple of gray spots to latch onto in the new home sales report. For one thing, new home sales make up the smallest part of the housing market, around 10% of overall sales. And for another, the growth was not evenly distributed around the country. It was heaviest in the Northeast and South, but growth in the West and Midwest were stagnant or just downright anemic. Those are minor nitpicks at this point, but for the time being, housing demand remains strong, and it's just a matter of getting supply to match. You know, cotton mill workers known as trash to some? I know the union's the only way we're going to get our own voice Make any all right, as we all know, Norma Ray is the story of a plucky young textile worker who attempts to unionize the textile plant where she works. Now, Sally Field, you may remember, won an Oscar for the title role and also for the scene where she stands on a work table and holds up a handmade union sign, which has become the iconic pro-union movie image. Now, that movie was released back in 1979, which also happens to be the year when union membership in the U.S. peaked. Now, in that year, an estimated 21 million people belonged to unions, Fast forward to 2015, that number, less than 15 million, although the U.S. population has grown by something like 90 million in the intervening three and a half decades. So the peak for union representation as a percentage of total workers took place in 1954, and at that point, 28.3% of workers belonged to union. Now, that number is 11.1%. 1954, by the way, was the same year that On the Waterfront was released, 
That movie won the Best Picture Oscar, and Marlon Brando won an Oscar for Best Actor. You know, that's the movie with the uh, I Could Have Been a Contender scene. Yeah. But despite its popularity at the time, the film has gotten a bit of a reputation for being anti-union and its message. Now, in it, Brando's Terry stands up to his crooked union and risks his life to testify against it. An interesting aspect of unions today is that the most prominent unions are now in the public sector. Government employees are unionized at a significantly higher rate than private businesses. As a practical matter, private industry unions are all but dead, except in a few key industries. According to the latest stats from 2015, it shows that 35.2% of public sector workers belong to a union. Now think of police and teachers' unions. Now, these days, that's probably the type of worker you think of when you think of unions. Remember Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker taking on the teachers' union back in 2011? Well, a slightly different type of worker than the longshoremen in on the waterfront or the factory workers in Norma Ray. Now, while more than a third of public employees belong to unions, only 6.7% of private sector workers have union membership. Now, most of those union members at private companies are concentrated in a few industries. For example, more than 20% of utility workers are unionized. Also, about 15% of the telecom industry, remember the Verizon strike a little while back, yeah? And But for most industries, membership is negligible. Just over 1% of agricultural workers are unionized. Don't tell that to the ghost of Cesar Chavez. Also, don't tell Julio Cesar Chavez either. Just to be safe. Right? Another lightly unionized industry? Finance. Only 2% of the industry has union representation. <laughs> Think of the private jets these bankers could buy if they would just unite. It's going to take you and the police department and the fire department and the national guard to get me out of here. All right, switching gears, the jobs data will be in focus this week. Now, investors will be looking to see if the employment stats can make it a three-month winning streak. Now, that release is due out on Friday. Last month, the report showed a second straight month of strong gains. The Labor Department said that non-farm payrolls jumped by 255,000 in July, and that was well above the 185,000 that economists had expected. What's more, the result for June was revised higher. That figure had already been better than expected, and the latest data bumped it up to a gain of 292,000 jobs in June. July's unemployment rate held steady at 4.9%. The two strong job reports for June and July helped to ease some of the worries sparked by the May report, and that figure came in well below expectations. With revisions over the last two months, the May job gain stands at just 24,000. Now the job report is the big economic meal of this week, but as it happens every month, we get a little appetizer ahead of Friday's main course. On Wednesday, payroll processor ADP releases its monthly figures on private sector jobs. The company uses its data to estimate the changes in employment. It's meant as a preview and a complement to the government data, which includes jobs data from the public sector as well. Turning to the corporate front, there's not a lot going on in terms of company earnings. A few noteworthy companies are going to release their results. However, none of those reports is likely to have an overall impact on trading. On the docket is the likes of H.R. Block, Abercrombie & Fitch, Campbell Soup, and Sienna. I don't know if I want to get in the same car with you and nobody else. Jamal, I ain't going to bite you. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes and subscribe. Or, And if you've already done so, hey, unsubscribe and resubscribe again. Just because. <laughs> hey, while you're there, go ahead and rate and review the show. Good ratings help other people to discover the show, so it is very helpful. Also, make sure you let all your friends know. Don't forget our website at offbeatwallstreet.com. You can check out all the great additional content there that's posted throughout the week. Follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet.com. And street is spelled S-T like on a street sign. And of course, thanks to the big BS for shoveling all this great info at us. 
for all the script writing and co-production on the podcast. And of course, a great big special thanks to our good buddies at RTT News for providing a lot of the news and stats that we use on this here show. And for all the up-to-date info on the markets, check them out right now or in a few minutes at rttnews.com. Hey, don't worry, they'll be there. Hey, and as we say goodbye, I just want you to remember that when you're looking for a job, the first interview might always be a little bit tepid. Where you can really wow them is in that second interview. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Uh, I think that was for places in the heart of whatever. Hey, have a great week, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.